everyone! Before we get started with today's chapter, we wanted to announce that the Studio Reverie Discord server is now officially open to the community. You can follow the link in the description below. Thank you all for your continual support, and we hope you enjoy the highly anticipated Chapter 45. Bye! Arc 5, Chapter 45, An Inescapable Curse As Wilhelm spoke the name of a witch he had never heard before, Subaru shuddered. Aside from Satala, the only witches Subaru knew of were the six witches of sin he had met in Echidna's tomb. The fact that witches, other than those, somehow existed was devastating news. Then, Wilhelm's son, if that witch, Sphinx, is involved in this raid by the witch cult, are you saying there's a witch too, in addition to the Sin Archbishops? The main enemies numbered four archbishops and two warriors. If that was the case, adding a witch to their forces made the disparity in strength become a desperate matter. However, Wilhelm raised the hand at Subaru's concerns. Pardon me, my wording was unclear. The existence known as Sphinx perished in the demi-human war. There is no possibility that it might be participating in this assault. The witch is dead. Are you sure? The impression I have of witches is that they tend to pretend being dead and to have lots of freedom, even after really dying. Satala too was like that, as whenever Subaru violated the taboo, it would draw her out. And in the Citadel of Dreams, enjoying her afterlife, Echidna was the same. Even hearing a witch was dead was no guarantee at all. What impression Subudano has of witches, I am unaware. But Sphinx is only named a witch, merely an existence given the title, for convenience. The fact is that the kingdom's military referred to it as such, but the concerned party never called itself the same. Calling them a concerned party? Did... Wilhelmson ever meet them directly? Several times during the Civil War, the event that may have triggered the end of the Demi-Human War may have been the beheading of Sphinx. Roswall, Bordeaux, in addition to my wife, were leading figures of that time. Roswall? An unexpected name popping up caused Subaru to open his eyes wide. At that reaction from Subaru, Wilhelm slightly lowered his head for a moment and became immersed in thought. I knew the Roswald Dono of two generations ago, although back then I was not very friendly. She took care of me. Two generations ago? Oh, that's right. The name Roswald was inherited from generation to generation. Unfortunately, that predecessor passed away soon after. I grew distant from them following that, and the current Margrave Mathers is only a passing acquaintance, but this is all superfluous talk. He was now lending an ear to tales of surprising relationships, but the original topic was definitely not about that. Subaru nodded his head, and then Wilhelm, with, and so, continued his tale. Not the Sphinx, but somehow a being using a spell that acts similarly is my thought. 
The method of controlling the dead was at the time called cases of corpse soldiers. Corpse soldiers? That... Does it have anything like weaknesses? From what I know, the corpse soldier is limited to the techniques for moving the body. It does not seem to be able to bring back the abilities possessed in life. It merely shames the dead while keeping the appearance. A reflection of the user's nature. But... Uh, the atoms and... That... He was at a loss for words. The one turned into a corpse soldier, whose very death was being profaned, was Wilhelm's wife. Even if Wilhelm had already accepted it, Subaru was speaking of it with hesitation. Wilhelm made a bitter face at Subaru's reluctance, loosening his lips. I am grateful for your concern, but it is necessary. Yes, the skills of both my wife and Kurgan are close to their abilities in life. It exceeds the power a mere corpse soldier can pull out. Then, isn't it possible that this is something different than a corpse soldier? I if so, then your wife might not have even died. My wife is dead because my strength was lacking. The side hanging on to fragile hope here was Subaru. Wilhelm's clear voice cut down Subaru's feeling with a single stroke. And the words Subaru could say to that elder swordsman's profile were not at all. Even at the time, that which could not simply be judged as merely a corpse soldier did very rarely exist. Whether it was due to the aptitude in the procedure, or merely another factor, I am unaware of. But we should perhaps believe that it may be the strength of those two. Is there a way to take them down? Thoroughly destroying the body, or cutting away the curse mark somewhere on the body. Then the corpse soldier will return to a simple corpse. It, it must be done this way. Wilhelm's considerate voice cannot easily be heard. He was conscious of his calm, trying his best to focus on what he felt he had to do. His trembling voice, his clenched fist, his scrunched eyes. In that moment, he was not able to hide anything. I apologize for holding you this long. Krushsama cannot be made to wait any longer. Now, this way. Wilhelm bent his back and indicated the door of the division they had reached. On the innermost part of the fourth floor was a room with a crumbled plate labeling it as a lounge. Inside, Krush, who had called Subaru, was waiting. Passing Wilhelm's side, Subaru headed for the door, the sound of footsteps echoing. Definitely, the distance to the door felt awfully long. There was even the impression that the soles of his shoes stuck to the floor and interfered with Subaru's progress. The fact that this reluctance was his own weakness, Subaru was clearly aware of it. It's me, Natsuki Subaru. Is... Krusan? He knocked, and called out with a voice so quiet, he wondered if it reached the other side of the door. Like that, after a brief silence, taking no more than a moment, the other side slowly opened the door. The face that appeared was Ferris's, but his appearance had changed entirely. Subarukin. Red eyes puffed up from crying and disheveled brown hair, covering his entire body in black stains, was not his, but someone else's blood. His white skin splattered. He must not have had the time to clean it, 
His cheek and neck were also smeared with fresh, sticky blood. Witnessing such a miserable appearance, his breath inadvertently caught in his throat. Kusan called me. I heard so. Yeah. I inside, she's on the bed. Definitely don't do anything unnecessary, please. A firm voice, with some hatred intermingled near the end. However, that hate was not directed at Subaru. It could be said to be directed at everything. Hating everything in the world, Ferris was now controlled by rage with nowhere to go. Taking a deep breath, Subaru followed Ferris inside. It was not a very spacious room for a lounge. Long tables and chairs were arranged in two rows, and further back, the small room was divided by a threshold. The bed was past it. And on that shabby bed, she laid upon... Natsuki-sama? Krush, fully conscious, recognized Subaru had entered and called him by name. Reacting to her voice, Subaru's throat felt like it had constricted, readying himself, feigning calm, calling out assuring words. He was unable to even do something so simple. My appearance is not presentable. My apologies. No, that's not like that. It's not like that. Seeing Subaru's tense atmosphere, Krush apologized in a lethargic voice. Subaru, feeling flustered by her sorrowful attitude, Subaru was to raise his voice to mend his earlier vague words. Having been drenched in Capella's blood and clothed in its curse, Krush was in a wretched state. Her neck, the back of her hands and feet, over all exposed skin, dark blackened veins were visible. It was not difficult to imagine that under the towels and blankets and clothes, the skin there would be afflicted with the same. These black blood vessels, that pulsed instead of circulating blood like regular blood vessels, gave off the appearance of a writhing serpent, strangling Krush's tiny body. That formerly white, unblemished skin of hers was now being violated horribly. Of course, the damage was not limited to areas below the neck. Krush's dignified visage, reminiscent of a slender sword's beauty, its left had received disfiguring stains. Compared to that, the right side of her face retained her beauty. That rather emphasized the contrast between the two sides, and made the unfairness of a noble person being defied more apparent. A patch had been placed to cover the left eye, the sight underneath difficult to imagine. This is the same curse left on me. The dragon's blood? If it was indeed the same, then nothing could be crueler. Because he knew Krush Karsten, there was no limit to Subaru's heartache. He looked down at his own right leg. Like Krush's skin, it was also mottled and wrapped with blackened veins. However, Subaru's leg, terrible sight notwithstanding, was otherwise unaffected. Neither pain, nor feelings of pain, were felt by him at all. But Krush was definitely different, and whenever the dark veins pulsated, she sighed as if withstanding pain. Ferris. How is it not cured? He wondered as he turned to gaze at the greatest healer in the kingdom. However, Subaru's brief thought only served to hurt Ferris, who further grit his teeth in helplessness. Biting down on his lips, 
stabbing his own arms with his nails while bowing his head. Ferris understood his lack of power and regretted more than anyone else in the room. Knowing the relationship between the two, Subaru had no reason to doubt all possible methods beyond his imagination had been exhausted already. Krush-san, what do you need of me? Why, in such a painful situation, had she called out for him? He did not think that there was something he could do. Maybe there was something she wished to say. To ask for revenge on Lust, who had done this to her. Perhaps even resentful words would be directed towards Subaru. Even if fed insults, even if curses were poured on, he would accept it all. At Subaru's question, Krush opened her mouth, enduring the pain. Leaning in close to her lips, he paid his utmost careful attention to make sure her faint breaths would not go unnoticed. And... Un unharmed. I am relieved. I heard... That, like me, you were cursed. Subaru felt a burden lift from her in the softness of her relieved sigh. At the same time, he understood the true feelings in her heart and grew so angry at his own stupidity, he wanted to die. Had he been thinking it would be easier to be criticized, so he had doubted Krush's integrity and had underestimated her noble heart. She had just been truly worried that Subaru had been afflicted with the same pain as herself. Sorry. Uh, I'm... I'm sorry, Krush-san. Having suspected her feelings because it had resulted in her suffering, and being unable to suffer on her behalf, he squeezed out those mixed emotions in his voice. Without realizing what he was doing, he stretched out his hand and grasped the hands of Krush, who had weakly laid over her stomach. The black blood vessels had no special texture even if touched. That the feel of skin with this ruined of an appearance did not change was even more pitiful. But… <sighs> the sudden sound of Krush's sigh and the simultaneous pained noise from Subaru's throat overlapped. Agony, as if he had grasped a hot iron stabbed into his whole body starting from his palm. In an instant, Subaru released Krush's hand and stared at the palm the sensation had come from. The blackened erosion was spreading over it. What the? Show me, Subaru-kun! Grasping the groaning and hurt Subaru's hand, Ferris inspected the erosion. The light of healing blanketed the spot, but there was no sign of either the pain or the affliction fading away. Instead... There is... Krush-san's hands! Eh? Subaru's gaze was directed at Krush in astonishment, and beckoned Ferris to direct his own the same direction. And those yellow eyes widened as well. Witnessing the same occurrence as Subaru, Subaru had grasped Krush's left hand. On that hand, though slightly, the blackened erosion had thinned. Looking down at his right hand, noticing that shift, a certain idea passed through Subaru's mind. No way. It moved from Krush's body to mine? Is that it? He could only think that. The change on the hand he had touched and the change on his own were positive and negative, respectively. There was no doubt that the curse had traveled from Krush's body to Subaru's. But, but I haven't changed at all! I examined Krush-sama's body. I touched her many, 
many times since. Me. For me. At Subaru's hypothesis, Ferris shook his head. That was not joy at the possibility for healing being found, but rather an appearance of suspecting that the hypothesis was false. No, his own feelings were definitely different. I can't make Kusama feel any better. Let's try it one more time. Pushing aside Ferris, left in dismay, Subaru once again stood before Krush. Krush, her face showing she was unaware of what had occurred, directed her glistening eyes to Subaru. To not show a tense face at that eyepatch-wearing, single-eyed gaze, Subaru took a deep breath. To check again, this time, he lightly brushed Krush's cheek. <laughs> Immediately after, Subaru's brain was stabbed with pain as if magma had been poured into his veins. Through the tip of his fingers, the curse that was violating Krusha's body flowed in and seared his senses. <coughs> Feeling unbearable, severe pain, Subaru screamed loudly and yanked his body away. Like that, falling back with the momentum, the hand which had been touching Krush lost contact with her body. His lungs shivered and his eyeballs cramped. Opening and closing his mouth repeatedly like a fish on land, Subaru desperately sought oxygen. Subaru-kun, are you okay? Seeing his breathing start to calm, Ferris spoke to Subaru barely able to spare enough feeling to notice the hard floor he had landed on. He raised his body with difficulty, and gazing up at the face of Krush as she laid in bed. How was it, Ferris? Was it effective? Even just a little? Ah! Uh. With a plop, Ferris sat back down again to confirm Krush's condition. He too would have seen with his own eyes. The cheek which was being eroded by the curse had been relieved a little bit from it. If such treatment was possible, then saving Krush was also- You cannot, Natsuki-sama. Subaru rose to try once more. However, it was none other than Krush herself that stopped him. Not understanding the meaning of her words, Subaru asked, oh, Did you not notice your hand is- Hand? Hearing this, she looked down at her right hand, and it was then that she finally realized the change that had occurred. Similar to his right leg, blackened blood vessels covered the skin. That much was fine. With that alone, his resolve to take on Krush's curse would not be shaken. However, there was definitely something strange. Compared to the spots which had been taken from Krush, the extent of the erosion was much greater. The corrosion on her body, the darkened parts of her left hand and cheek, those dark blood vessels had all grown a shade lighter due to Subaru's touch. However, Subaru's right arm, having absorbed that dark erosion, had its skin completely covered in black, all the way up to his elbow. The concentration was clearly different. The ratio the curse was transferred at was not one to one. It was more on the level of 10 to one, Perhaps not even that. No. Ah, oh, even then. Whether that was the cause to hesitate was another matter. 
there was pain in the moment of transfer, but once it had been accepted into his body, there was no sign the curse would actually hurt Subaru so far. Compared to Krusha's constant hellish suffering, the pain Subaru felt lasted only a moment. Besides, there was not even any need to consider which side should bear the burden of its torture, the man or the woman. Whether it was his right leg or right hand turning black, if it was for the sake of saving Krush, it mattered not. Natsuki-sama, that cannot be. I am unable to accept those feelings. Don't be silly. It only stings a little. Oh, so, it's fine. Compared to getting a tattoo while showing off and regretting it later, let's think of it as like dirtying a body that was already dirty in the first place. I can take away the pain too. It's strange, but I don't feel any pain. So... Can you guarantee that will be true in the future? It could be that both Natsuki-sama and I will become unable to fight. In the current situation, that would be a fatal blow. Worrying more for the city and the people than her own body, that was Krusha's judgment. It was logically sound, but not everything should be considered with logic alone. Ferris, please stop Natsuki-sama. I... I am. Please. Because Natsuki-sama is now needed by people other than me. If Subaru-kun resolved to help, Krusama's suffering... Ferris's hesitation in making a decision was because he kept Krush at the top of his priorities. That nobody could blame him for. Of those present, no one was in the wrong after all. The notion that whatever is not wrong is right was mistaken. You must not be overwhelmed by the emotions of a single moment. Natsuki-sama, I ask of you. Krusan, even then I- Did you not say so before? What is left? Leave it all to me. <sighs> Krusha's pleading eyes took hold of Subaru and would not let go. Had those reliable words come from his mouth? Was Krush telling Subaru to fulfill the words she had heard? Please say that to me as well. What? All that's left to leave it all to me. A pained smile was awaiting Subaru's words. Swallowing his breath and shifting his tongue in his dry mouth, Subaru quietly closed his eyes. Without thinking of the future, only immersed in what was in front of him, he was making her say things that did not need to be said. So at least... Krush-san, calmly rest here. Please. Natsuki. Sama. Because everything that's left, you can leave it all to me. Yes. If it was just filling the needed role and saying the desired words, then it just had to be done. Hearing Subaru's reply, Krush took a deep breath and seemed to relax. Her eyelids, weakly blinking shut not a moment after, proved that, up until now, by any means possible, she had been holding on to her consciousness. At that moment, breathing a quick sigh, Krush once more began her time of battling the effects of the curse's erosion. Sorry, Ferris. 
but I have to go now. Draping a towel like a blanket over Krush and standing up, Subaru heard a small voice as he was leaving. It was the first time Subaru had seen Ferris showing weakness. His innermost thoughts, what he wished now was to remain at Krush's side. But in the current situation, Ferris's ability would not allow for such a thing. I need your strength. I'm not saying to leave City Hall, but I'll tell them to evacuate the wounded here if something happens. So, I'll leave that to you. The one I want help most, and I can't help them. Ferris. Sorry, I said something stupid. Just give us two a moment, please. While looking away, Ferris sat down on a chair next to the bed. Subaru lightly patted his shoulder, and finally, he stepped out of the lounge. Unchanged from when he had entered, Wilhelm stood upright, waiting in the hallway. Thank you very much for considering Krusama's feelings. Calling out to Subaru upon his return, Wilhelm spoke. Did the events that transpired within the room leak outside? Or perhaps Subaru's expression was just easy to read. It isn't some noble tale like I considered her feelings. Since it's more of a story of how I was encouraged. My body. What's up with it anyway? Taking on Krusha's curse and its effects being weakened against him in the first place. Going back even further, everything about the Witch Factor and Return by Death was, in truth, ambiguous. One day, will he get to see the reason and reach the conclusion for such a thing? We will leave Krusan to Ferris. Once everything's settled, think of trying what I did once more. Is that right arm fine? At first glance, it's a bit iffy. If I wear long sleeves and gloves, it might look alright. <sighs> For the sake of rescuing a pretty girl, a scar that doesn't fade away isn't any trouble at all. Even though he had some aversion to it, those were Subaru's true feelings. If there was no other solution, then he would absorb Krusha's curse in full, even if his body became pitch black because of it. Amelia, Rem, and Beatrice, he would have to beg for forgiveness from all of them. But, that's all something for after we overcome this turbulence. Wilhelm son, let's head down. Maybe they're talking about the plan to retake the control towers right now. Probably. All of the top class powers that this side could muster would already be gathered there. What followed after would depend on the compatibility with the abilities of each Sin Archbishop, as well as the timing and execution of the capture plan. Only six hours remained until the deadline imposed by the Witch Cult. Subudano, regarding that matter, I have a request. Uh, request? Wilhelm's words stopped Subaru as he headed for the stairs. The Elder Swordsman nodded his head towards the door behind him, showing concern in his eyes for his master within. If possible, please recommend me for the task of subjugating lust. Since I am aware of its powers of mutation and super-regeneration, I will request this of you. Revenge for Krush, son. Is that it? That as well. But beyond that, it is essential to capture Lost Alive and have it talk about what was done to Krush. For that, I will even become a demon. Before cutting its head off, I will definitely question it about her. The killing intent given off by the sword demon felt like a wave of heat to Subaru. Furiously, darkly, 
having been unable to do anything, Wilhelm's ardor to avenge his master now rose up like flames. That spirit is fine. But are the corpse soldiers all right? Hmm. Your wife. Would you not know her best? Whatever else we do, it's Wilhelm's son who needs to settle that score. Subaru Donald, has Reinhardt arrived below? Wilhelm suddenly interrupted Subaru while he spoke of his concerns. Awkwardly, Subaru nodded. Reinhardt's strength was indispensable for the attack. However, it was possible that the previous generation's sword saint could obstruct him. The true nature of the corpse soldiers. Could you please avoid speaking of it to Reinhardt? Huh? Subaru was perplexed, unable to grasp the reason for the abrupt request. That's... Don't tell that guy about Wilhelm's son's wife. Is that what you mean? Yes, that is correct. For Reinhard, for my grandson, I want to avoid him meeting my dead wife. He will surely blame me, because the fault is none other than my own. That sort of thing. That it's Wilhelm's son's fault. That is not true. He wanted to say... But Subaru could not carelessly remark so, because the image of Heinkel's appearance, ruining the mood earlier in the morning, had appeared in his mind. There was no credibility. However, it cannot be denied. Wilhelm had once accused Reinhard to be the cause of his wife's death, and he had not rejected such a difficult and unbelievable past. Does Subaru Dono know that the divine protection of the sword saint is special? Honestly speaking, I'd say I know little about it. M maybe the people called Sword Saint all had the divine protection, and having it means you become incredibly strong. I only have that impression of the divine protection. That understanding is rough around the edges. But it is correct. But if there is a difference between the divine protection of the Sword Saint and other divine protections, it is that it can be inherited. An inherited... Divine protection? At Subaru's sigh, Wilhelm nodded. The elder swordsman closed his eyes as if recalling a sorrowful past. That divine protection had been passed down for generations since the time of its founder, Reed Astrea. The divine protection lives on in the bloodline of the Astrea family and selects one person in the family as the next sword saint. My wife's divine protection definitely passed down to Reinhard. Divine protection that is inherited down the family? Is that so? And when your wife passed away, the divine protection transferred to Reinhard? Something caught Subaru's head as he tried to understand and make sense of it. After the preceding sword saint had been defeated and slain by the white whale, Reinhard had inherited the divine protection. It was a painful past but one that could also be described a proper passing on. That flow did not fit at all with what had been said in the argument between the members of the Estrella family this morning. Wilhelm's mourning, Heinkel's mockery, Reinhard's silence, those were all interfering with the idea of a legitimate succession. And the answer was... It was at the time of the battle against the White Whale. My beloved Theresia. Wilhelm's son. 
Reinhard received the divine protection during the Great Conquest, which my wife had joined. During that battle, my wife was abandoned by the sword and could only participate as an ordinary woman. That was the truth of the Estrella family's division. Amidst the great expedition that had been sent out to subjugate the White Whale, the divine protection was suddenly passed down to the next generation. And, during the skirmish, the former sword saint lost her divine protection, having been left behind on that battlefield. The previous generation, having now become an ordinary person, had still fought against the witch beasts to protect the many other soldiers that had accompanied her, and then disappeared. The one that took away the sword from my wife was none other than me. Overruling my wife, who was loved by the sword, forcing her to cast it aside, and turning her into an ordinary woman, I was the one who did it. That was what called forth the death of my wife. <sighs> the sword god did not forgive my wife's betrayal, and so her divine protection was taken away while on the battlefield. She could only rely on a single blade. I think of how she must have felt then. It was true that I could not accept it, and defamed Reinhard, whom the divine protection had chosen. Driven by impulse, I could not forgive my grandson, even as he wept over the death of his grandmother, and bearing a burden too heavy for his shoulders. I regret that now. The regret that Wilhelm had revealed to Subaru on the previous night, he was referring to that mistake. Even knowing that Reinhard had not done anything wrong, Wilhelm was unable to accept that fact as he mourned his wife's death. As a result, the Estrella family had split apart. I did not want to repeat it again. Reinhardt had no responsibility in my wife's death. I have no reason to blame my grandson. And so, he was saying he would bring this to a close himself, instead of revealing it to Reinhardt. That feeling he had understood painfully well from his talk, even Subaru would wish the same to happen if possible, but the burden Wilhelm carried was too high. About Kruzan and your wife, they will be taken care of Wilhelm's son, and even if I don't talk about the corpse soldiers, you never know where they'll show up. That is definitely a needless worry, Subaru Donna. Uh? Wilhelm shook his head at Subaru, as the latter was about to point out that it was not certain and the sword demon spoke as his expression twisted into a fearsome grimace. Because there is no chance my wife is not coming to see me.